Welcome to our podcast, We Got the Nod. A new and bold internet radio show designed for those who are on a conscious path of awakening. We are here to uplift and inspire you, to share practical tools and techniques to assist you stepping into your highest expression as spirit having a human experience. We will get raw and real, sharing kundalini yoga, music, poetry, and mantra, and so much more. Let us open our hearts and minds to our true potential, making the impossible possible, the surreal real. Let's begin. Welcome to the Sound Temple of San Marcos. Your host, Adilam, Charles, uh, here at the School of Nod with my beloved Satkirtan Kar. <laughs> so many changes, it's, it's amazing. Life is truly amazing, isn't it? Um, I decided last night, I was listening to some of the third installment from this series, of course, uh, from plant medicine to Jesus Christ, and uh, it was funny, wasn't it? If you, <laughs> I was laughing, and so I, as I was listening, I was started thinking upon the idea of, of doing a, a fourth installment, kind of a wrap up, and specifically for the purpose of our facilitator training here at the School of Nod. I cannot stress this point enough. As a, as a facilitator trainer, the, the point being personal, personal experience, our own personal experience is invaluable. We have so much to share because, because it's unfolding every day here at the School of Nod, right now, this moment based in San. Marcos, La Laguna, Guatemala. Ooh, yeah, it's, in, it's intense. In any sense, this kind of awakening uh, to Christ's light, to Jesus, is uh, profound enough. And then to amplify, amplify the experience in a place like, like Atitlan, powerful vortex surrounded by mountains and volcanoes, <clears throat> some ancient volcanoes. And there is a live volcano not too far that we can see in the distance. Uh, and we can feel too, when, when it erupts, uh, we feel it, we hear it uh, often. And sometimes it's hard to tell if, if it's the volcano erupting or, and or it's a, a tremor beneath us because yeah, um, the fault lines, of course, where there's volcanoes, usually the fault lines are also situated in a way that earthquakes, tremors are, are more common. And we've, we've had some good ones since the, we've been here uh, going on close to four years. We've had some really uh, intense moments, you know, sustained. Uh, <laughs> I could feel the whole uh, room 
you know, shaking. <clears throat> Never a dull moment. And now to, to, to crown the entire experience for us in our fourth year, the presence of the King of Kings and the Holy Spirit. Wow. So I'm going to tune in first. You begin. Inhale to begin. Om Yes, so I decided to, to add this fourth installment of the series, the original three-part series uh, titled Plant Spirit Medicine to Jesus Christ, <clears throat> detailing three, three separate plant medicine ceremonies that I participated in between 2012-2013. And each time, uh, involving various plant medicines as well, including psilocybin, ayahuasca, each of those three occurrences, uh, diving, falling, more like falling into the, the, the abyss, the, the tunnel, dark tunnel, sometimes feel like there's no, no end inside, no light. Um, Exploring the, the halls and, and uh, catacombs of human suffering, the human condition, mine and, and the collective, we're all connected, like it or not. And in each occurrence, at the darkest moment, feeling completely exhausted, often um, borderline madness, you know, that tiredness that comes with mental pressure um, I'm not usually one who lives in, in the head <laughs> this, this is my preferred home base and each of these times in the, in the moment of, of despair of, of despondency even 
He showed up. Jesus. Jesus Christ showed up all three times. And all three times I saw his radiant face glowing. And that was enough just to see that, that face. You know what I'm talking about. It's a little bit more than looking at a photograph. Although photographs can be exquisite in that moment, when the moment is, is right. Um, speaking of faces, <clears throat> the, the psalm that I shared yesterday in the, in the third installment, the third and final story of Christ's intervention, healing, Psalm 27, it speaks directly to, to this, the face, having the face to see, to hear. In other words, Christ has come to give us our senses back, to become super sensory beings. I've been using this language for a long time as a, as a Kundalini Yoga instructor. For I feel blessed to discover this ancient technology that bestows upon us that this, the technology, the, the capacity vis-a-vis -vis breath, pranayama, different locks, bandhas, you know, and bandha, uh, different asanas, mudras, you know, um, to experience a super sensory awareness, even comparable to a superhero, an avatar. Yeshua did say that all the things that I have, the miracles that I have performed, you shall do these more. So the face, symbolic, yeah, symbolic of awareness, being connected through all the senses, of course, to the heart. <clears throat> and so I, I, I had an impulse to share a song, a very special song from one of my earliest mentors, Bruce Coburn. And uh, didn't didn't make it into the final cut <laughs> yesterday, so I'm going to share it now. The song is called "He Came from the Mountain," and the song was composed around 1971, 72. Yeah, right in the middle of the the last golden era. <clears throat> And just now, after all of a sudden, Sakirtan and I are discovering that there was a powerful Jesus movement, a Christ wave, tsunami, right? At the same time, during that last golden era, late 60s, early 70s. It's fascinating. And some of Bruce Coburn's best music. Yes, he, uh, he had a born-again experience himself. I don't know the details, but he, that's what he... Um, shared as a born-again Christian. This, his early music was very much, you know, at times, worship, as, as in this song from the Sunreal Dance album. He came from the mountain to Mahakamam the They couldn't see him. 
The snow did melt whenever he passed by. He came behind winter, his face was like the sun. They wouldn't see it. He sang on the bank and made the waters run. In his world we wait, in his hands our fate keep on climbing. We shall see his gate in good time. He came to the lowlands, he said, we must have faces so we could see like him before our wings would ever come to fly in his world we racing in his hands our fate Keep on climbing, we shall see his gate in good time. In his, in his world we wait, in his hands our fate. Keep on climbing, we shall see his gate. In good time. Oh man, hallelujah, hallelujah. What a feeling. Oh, what a feeling. That feeling of complete trust can only come once one is committed completely. There's the rub. Even those three interventions still there was resistance somehow. To fully surrender means to surrender the ego to one's Lord, Master, supplicate, remonstrate. We are limited. We are limited in a sense. <laughs> we have a physical body. Most physical bodies have a lifespan perhaps 70, 80, 90 years. Some of the masters apparently lived for centuries. It's possible because if you want to live that long. <laughs> um, so just, just based on this, you know, this, this temporary human form, I think that's enough reason to give all of my, my gratitude and faith to, to God the creator of all and begotten son, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, came here to, to remind us to offer God's forgiveness, to make the ultimate sacrifice. And knowing that whatever time it takes, 
to see the gate, as Bruce Coburn, to see the gate. Illumination, awakening, the rapture. If it happens today, tomorrow, or next year, it doesn't matter. It's going to happen. It's already accomplished. So we can rejoice right now. Maybe that's the only thing that is missing. The only thing we're not doing enough. Rejoicing. Offering praise. Rejoicing in the holy name. If you rejoice in another holy name, good, do that. Keep doing it. I, I've, I've chanted quite a few <laughs> holy names in, in this lifetime. And none touch me, move me in the way that Yeshua does his name. Jesus, of course, he has different names, different <laughs> translations. Uh, Yeshua, for me, just lends itself to, to singing, doesn't it? I love to, to chant his name. Perhaps the Sakirchen can join us. Let me close. I want, I want everyone to hear one of her compositions. Here's a little sample, of, um, one, one that inspired us. You could say it's a modern, traditional. It goes. Inside every cell, 70 plus trillion cells of the body are still vibrating, still <laughs> tingling with that resonance, that the nod, the sound current of the name. It's like 24-7. We don't have to chant 24-7. You can. <laughs> I 
<laughs> so coming back to the facilitator theme then, what can we glean from this experience? Um, using my experience as, as a, an example, because having spoken to one of our starved pupils right now, maybe tuning in right now, you know who you are. <laughs> um, oh, thank you, John. It's been my uh, observation for many years uh, that a lot of the, the, the healers, the, real, the true healers, when they're called to this sacred profession, vocation, uh, have, like myself, have gone through incredible ordeals in their family life, sometimes, sometimes from an early age, um, you know, with um, drug dependency, for example, drug alcohol dependency in the family, whether it's the, the parents or siblings, uh, divorce, as in my case, my parents uh, divorced while I was... Uh, this is 16, and so and, and the separation process, ugly as it there can be at times, uh, started when I was 15, which which coincided with my yes my foray in, into the world of plant medicines. Interesting, yeah, very interesting. I, when we see those parallels, so a lot of us who are prone to explore uh, you know marijuana, LSD at, at that time. I'm sure it was the same in the late 60s, you know, a decade earlier, came from dysfunctional families, often abusive families. Where we've suffered some form of emotional and they're, you know, horrifically, in many cases, sexual abuse. It only makes sense then that if we're, if we're not, if we don't have that base and that support from the church, and of course churches have failed us, I know, in many ways. This is one of my issues. But, you know, the support of a Christian community, then it only makes sense when we were drawn to the, the world of plant medicine. Right? Escape. To escape from this horror show right? I call the human condition. Certainly that was the, that was the, the draw for me. So I, I can still remember those early days, halcyon days, and skipping off school, of course, <laughs> on a beautiful spring day and you know lighting up a joint with my friend and then like you know school kind of just vanishes even more right Don't, no thought even of the school that we skipped out of I'm just fascinated with the trees and the sky the clouds the grass the coolness of the grass under my feet <clears throat> These are all great experiences for a, for a teenager, an adolescent. And the good news is we don't need the plant medicines to have those type of miraculous discoveries at any stage of our life. Again, I'm speaking from, from experience because I gave up all of that. Kundalini yoga played a huge part, huge part in my recovery. Because I had to find something, I had to find a technology that was comparable, that could give me that same elevated experience, right, that some of these plant medicines offer, but without the side effects, and more lasting, you know, could build on it gradually, build a foundation 
Whereas the other way, of course, I discovered, actually, forever good or bad, has the opposite effect, long-term depleting, especially, as I mentioned uh, yesterday in the earlier uh, descriptions of my uh, plant spirit medicine journeys, ceremonies, the kidneys, the adrenals, over time, deplete, deplete, deplete. And here's the basic cycle. We have many cycles in life. And this is how I define it, based on my studies in, in Chinese medicine. And also Yogi Bhajan, Master of Kundalini Yoga, he spoke about an 18-year cycle. And so to put that all in a simple framework, we have Jing. This is the Chinese term for the essence, which is stored in the kidneys or the adrenal, right? It's our, it's our essence. It's what we inherit from our parents. The, the moment of conception is when it begins. The two parents, their Jing, their, their life force, their constitution, vis-a-vis -vis the, the sperm and the ovum come together and the miracle happens. And we're born, we come out, of course, with, with, with the miracle of God too, of course, with life force overflowing God's spirit, Holy Spirit. Um, and there's a physical aspect, right? We know this, right? I certainly, from all these years now, now entering my seventh decade. Come on, give it up. <laughs> I turned 60 on Saturday. Yeah, so I was talking about the adrenals and the kidneys. They go on, on these side paths and let's come back to So yeah, I'll just continue because I didn't finish that. So the parents, course so there's that that's called the prenatal jing with what the the baby inherits and of course the chinese medicine does take into account the spirit shen the finest essence of who we are stored in the heart of course the jing again kidneys yeah it's our constitution okay so here's how it works according to the 18 year cycle first 18 years we can ride high in very few exceptions, right? The child is born with, with full life force, full constitution, right? That prenatal jing, yeah? Overflowing. That's why it's hard sometimes for adults to keep up with these little, little toddlers, right? It's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know? And so until the age of 18, we can ride that. Even with bad diet, many of us experienced that. I certainly did. I grew up in the age of, of, of fast foods and, and all this processed stuff coming from the factories, keep, you know, craft and all those horrific multinationals, you know, and all the corruption and the you know, FDA and all, you know, the government boards telling, oh, you got to eat, eat cereal. I even heard recently, there's, there's no joke. You check out for yourself. Apparently with the American, one of the American health associations, which HI, I think there's so many, right, letters, uh, Apparently, just recently, they, they claimed <laughs> uh, that Lucky Charms, remember that? <laughs> Cereal full of sugar and crap, and the little marshmallows. Is, I imagine it's still the same thing they're talking about. Lucky Charms has more nutritional value than beef. Can you believe it? <laughs> the sad thing is I can, I can believe it, because I saw from early on, over decades of beef, the wrap on beef, red meat, went boom, more, more, down, down, bad, that. And now we're seeing it. They literally want to eliminate beef from the planet. Eat beyond meat instead. Yeah, all this crap. Synthetic crap. 
So anyway, so those first 18 years, for me, it's it's like if you're using a motorcycle analogy, the first 18 years, you've got a full tank and right? Because we get, you know, in our teens, if you're like me, right? you can stay up all night, party, right? And go to school the next day or go to work, right? And party all night, you know, <laughs> unlimited chi uh, life force, which is a mixed blessing, isn't it? Because it does catch up eventually. And you can often, the first stage is usually around 18, 19, because that's the end of that first cycle, right? And then to use a motorcycle analogy, that's when we go in reserve tank. You know, there's a main gas tank on a motorcycle and there's a reserve tank. That's how the motorcyclist knows. I had a motorcycle. <laughs> I ran out of gas. That's how you know you've got to get some more gas too when it goes to reserve, right? <clears throat> and that's how it is when, when once we get into our 20s, the next six, 18 year cycle. In other words, from 18 to 36. And if you noticed how People in their 30s, even uh, low 30s, 20, 32, 33, already losing their hair or their hair is going prematurely gray and, and having problems with their teeth already in their 30s. These are the kinds of symptoms, other symptoms too, all kinds, right? Because why? Because the constitution now is really getting depleted. If we haven't taken good care of ourselves, done the right things, like Kundalini Yoga, Shiatsu, healthy diet, proper diet, and rest, you know, fresh air, all the things that support a strong constitution. And for me, it has to include uh, animal protein, at the very least, eggs, lots of eggs if you're not eating any other animal protein. And, and, and this is my blessing too. Growing up, I was blessed to have really good diet. Uh, my, my mother's an excellent cook. We were eating at home most of the time. We did go out. And after we went out, we went out to good restaurants, not so many fast food things. And I ate a lot of meat growing up, like all the kids in my generation. All kinds. <laughs> Leg of lamb. Wow. With white wine sauce. <laughs> and I loved all of it. I loved all of it. Any vegans listening right now? <laughs> just because this is my experience. I, I was conditioned somehow to, to not only to become vegetarian, but to to have this disdain and, and kind of you know negative uh, view of, of anything to do with eating meat, any kind of pro you know, except for maybe fish. <laughs> Pescatarian. You know? I did it all. I did vegan. Even, even tried raw foods for a while. I'm just asked, so the question is, if you have gone over to vegetarian, vegan, can you remember growing up as a child? What your reaction was to, to meat, to chicken, fish? I, mean, I know some kids have bad reaction response uh, early on. And I feel that's the minority in my, in my view and research. Um, the only meats I remember as a child that I did not really enjoy when it was served was liver, right? <laughs> Unless you know how to prepare it or you know mix it with some bacon and other things, it's, liver is not much fun. It, it, I was very, it's hard to chew and it get dry out in my mouth. Nobody wants to eat dry meat, right? Unless it's been smoked, right? <laughs> Has all the flavor, right? That's something else. Um, but other than liver, I I think I enjoy just almost every type of meat, chicken, fish, 
lamb, you name it, as a child. And I want to also remind you to that there might have been some vegetables that you didn't like <laughs> growing up as a child. In my case, rutabaga, right? Uh, ugh. <laughs> Still, I, I'm not a big rutabaga fan. Like, um, what's the other name for it? Because it's not because I like squash. Squash is different, but rutabaga is um, another name. Um, parsnips, you know, things like some. Because I love, I, you know, I always enjoyed potatoes as a child and, and carrots. Other Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, I wasn't that big on actually. That was another one that's kind of. Mm. It depends how they're cooked. It depends how they're cooked. It depends how they're cooked. Really, like if they're overcooked. Yeah, any kind of green like that when it's overcooked, it's kind of mushy, you know. Uh, depends on the season. There's a lot of things. And how? Are you baking it? Are you boiling it? Hmm? Are you adding bacon? <laughs> yeah, again, right? Who who didn't like bacon growing up? Really, be honest, okay? <laughs> how about a bacon toasted sandwich with bacon? Just bacon and butter, right? And toast sandwich. Right? Maybe if you have fresh tomato, like local, a big slice of tomato in there with the bacon. What? And salt and pepper. Wow! <laughs> I said, I still love it. I, I deprive myself of these things. It's interesting because going that vegan direction again with the plant spirit, and, and I didn't go all the way. In fact, I was lucky because Kundalini Yoga was one of the, one of the strongest yoga communities. Say what you will about Yogi Bhajan. <laughs> the strongest in terms of integrity. Because, uh, you know, I, I have trial here. I, I meet people from all kinds of different communities in the yoga world. And I've never encountered such a high level of commitment, uh, commitment to the ethics, especially to Kundalini Yoga teachers in terms of diet, you're eating a pure diet and, and no alcohol or very minimal alcohol, no drugs. Kundalini yoga, and, and it doesn't work. Trust me, you cannot uh, have any kind of drug uh, habit, if you will, um, and practice Kundalini yoga. It just uh, won't work. It's dangerous. It's actually dangerous. People ask about danger in Kundalini yoga. This is the danger. If, if your lifestyle doesn't you know, support and align, because that's what happens. Anyone knows this. If you, if you really, when you commit, this is a good, I need to learn commitment first through Yogi Bhajan. <laughs> Help me, prepare me for this moment. <laughs> the big commitment. <laughs> you know, if you commit to Kundalini Yoga, I would say even one month, if you can do a practice every day for a month. And only like three minutes a day. Your life is going to change. Your life is going to change. Unless you're, you were already a perfect yogi, you know, meditator, with no attachment, you know, <laughs> no issues, good, clean diet and all of this, your life is going to change. And to the degree that you're out of alignment, it's going to change in a more upheaval, uh, right, volcanic way. And that's why it's so important to have a mentor, to have a teacher that can help and a, and a group, even better, right? a class, a community. It's so important because... Sad Kirtan can attest to this. Um, marriages, a lot of marriages end when when one or even both partners make this commitment to Kundalini Yoga. It's usually one. It's often the, the woman, of course. Mm -hmm. 
if I if I had to count, if I counted all the classes I've taught in the last 27 years, in my 27th year of teaching Kundalini Yoga, do I talk about Kundalini Yoga too much? <laughs> oh, I'm so grateful to Yogi Bhajan and the Golden Chain. What they brought, they brought Satkirtan as well. <laughs> the Nod, my love of the Nod, the sound current, the Holy Spirit through sound, through voice. Um, high integrity. Was I going to say something else about it? The high integrity. Relationships. Yeah, relationships. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Again, just reach, and then like, you know, different things start coming in, like oh, memories and such, and uh, lose the track. But again, yeah, high integrity. Um, oh, yeah, commitment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, commitment. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, relationships. Exactly. Yeah, couples. I've seen it. Sakirjan can tell you about it. Uh, it often means the end of relationship. It's not to judge the other person or, you know, judge ourselves even more so like as, you know, as superior. Or just, we're, we're going on a different path. And now that Sakirjan and I are both together have gone through a Christ awakening, again, right, I feel ready, finally, <laughs> for 60 years to, to commit, commit. 99% is not enough, is it? I learned that the hard way. <laughs> um, this commitment is enormous you know, for both of us. We, we, we talk about it every day. And it's, uh, yeah, the discussion can go different directions, right? Um, for me, the good, the good point with Sakir tonight is I feel like we're, we're very much aligned in terms of experiencing it's not so much about knowledge getting more knowledge about the teachings or the origins it's about experience first-hand experience which is what of course yogi bhajan offered to us vis-a-vis -vis guru nanak right forget about the middleman <laughs> you can have a direct experience of god <laughs> wow it took all this time so i keep <laughs> You very often said the facilitator uh, point of view with um, an experience like mine. Oh, yeah, now I remember. I was going to the family. That's where it all took off. <laughs> um, in my view, uh, my experience, most of the, the teachers, the, the true healers, what I feel are really, this is their calling. It's so obvious. They're called to do this type of work, healing, mentoring work. They often come from very dysfunctional families. And of course, we can say it about just every, everyone, right? But often their stories are beyond, I, you know, the stories are just beyond belief. You know, the abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, drug abuse, suicide in the family, as was, you know, unfortunately in my case, and I've met quite a few others. It's funny, we, we like attracts light. So that experience alone, right, just your, just the, the fact that you got to this state, right? You're just, and we still have um, awareness, even a growing awareness, expanding, that we can, we can draw upon all of that suffering that we had to go through and even see it now from this perspective, right, this higher perspective as a gift, all of it. And then forgiveness comes naturally. We can forgive our oppressors, even the ones who are the most brutal. <laughs> 
you know? We can forgive them because this is all part of our destiny to come to this place. And as a facilitator, to, to offer guidance and support to others who are going through a similar long dark night of the soul. This is so fundamental to our training. It is so fundamental to our facilitator training that we, we insist. Right? I mean, we don't, <laughs> everything is optional in a sense, but we, we put so much emphasis on the personal healing journey that the students have no choice really but to respond and to, to share. And hence the importance of our, our circle, creating a, a sacred circle of, of trust that we can open up at the heart because we know this is where the true healing comes. Why I shared that the sutra from the master uh, yesterday with, with the bulls. These. He said, if you bring forth that which lies within you, it will save you. If you do not bring forth that which lies within you, I feel more down here, right? If you do not bring forth that which lies within you, it will destroy you. So <laughs> I'm glad I heard that one. That one stuck with me, right? Decades ago, I've been sharing it with all my clients, last three decades, because it, the master's words went right through me like a surgical knife. And I was like, because I was already kind of getting it at the time, you know? I have to bring it forth. I don't want, I want salvation. I want peace. I want to celebrate life. I don't want to die suppress, suppressing all of my pain and sorrow and, and, and you know, all the betrayals. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't feel good. Release feels good. But as I mentioned too in the, in the series, Sometimes there's pain with the release. Often, like a, yes, a mother giving birth, right? Giving the child coming out, it's not, right? It's a poem. I condition that because I, I truly believe that childbirth can be the most blissful orgasmic experience. Let me say it again. I believe that childbirth can be the most blissful orgasmic experience for the woman and her partner if he's there with her, really with her, Yeah. It can be a mutual God experience. I, I swear, I, when, when, when I encounter somebody who is atheist, or even worse, has rejected God, and if, she, and if she's a woman especially, even for men, one of the first questions I'll ask them is, have you experienced childbirth? Unfortunately, a lot of us men were, were absent. We weren't even there for that miraculous moment. And, and even more unfortunately, a lot of mothers were there. They had epidural stuck into their dural tube, a big long needle, painkiller, and even worse. And I, and I, you know, I pray for I know it's still a blessing. It's still a blessing. Like cesarean section um, breaks my heart. So I think they, they're way over prescribed, both. I think a lot, a lot of women, and, and any 
of you want to respond. I'm, I'm curious, this is really important research, I feel. Uh, how often, um, and what are the effects of receiving cesarean section and or epidural in while in labor? You know, oh, or at the end of the labor, of course. Uh, well, yeah, labor, labor is labor. <laughs> it's interesting to say in labor, right? That again, there, there's the pain, the pain, right? This is just gonna take some work, right? Otherwise, I can't imagine how anyone experiencing childbirth can, can not know immediately if they didn't already know that, that there's a God. Yeah, it's a miracle, a miracle of miracles. Maybe the only thing more miraculous is the virgin birth. WGTN Guatemala. Hola. We are Satkirtan and Hariram from the School of Nod, located in the beautiful Sound Temple San Marcos on the shores of Lake Atitlan in Guatemala. We are pleased to announce that after a year and several months of hosting in-person sound facilitator trainings, we are now offering our training course online. Yes, you are still welcome to join us here in the Sound Temple Dome for a three-week in-person experience that is truly transformational, as per the testimonies we have gathered from past students. However, if you are not able to travel here for whatever reason, we have good news for you. This past summer, we took the time to record and compile the 10 modules and all relevant resource material included in this 30-hour certification training and developed it as a comprehensive six-week online program. This program is a hybrid of pre-recorded materials along with live ceremony calls and ongoing support through a WhatsApp group chat. Several students have already completed the course, and the results they are witnessing in their professional practice have been extraordinary. We invite you to check out our testimonials from recent graduates to hear for yourself and visit our website to learn more. That's www.schoolofnod.com. We thank you for listening. Now, back to the podcast. WGTN Guatemala. Getting back to the facilitator point of view, personal experience. This is true wisdom. Wisdom cannot be learned in a book. It has to be learned through experience. Okay. I'm going to condition that last statement. I think it, I do believe it can be learned to, to an extent in a book or a play, an audio recording, a live <laughs> presentation. To the extent that the receiver, the audience, are able to really to receive, yeah? Otherwise, it's just more head stuff, right? If you can receive, like my story, for example, my, my awakening experience, my dark night, and, and it touches you in a, in a real way, then yes, by all means, it's possible. It's an impartation. Impartation. Yeah, and then, then of course, what, what are we talking? We're talking about real experience. So, uh, in a way, you know, I'm not contradicting the original statement. It is a real experience now. It's part of your learned experience, your true wisdom. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't read the great philosophers, don't read the scriptures. Yeah, by all means, yeah, they can help shape us and 
and you know, I would get very clear on what where our wisdom is and where it's going, in a sense, you know. The words of Christ. I ignored I ignored his his words and teachings, except for those few sutras that I relied upon. I didn't go deeper in a way. I was, but oh, but oh, what did Buddha say? What did you love Su? <laughs> the new age, right? You know what I'm talking about. Have I said right enough today? <laughs> yeah, and I guess this is all to say too that if, if you do have interest in uh, facilitator training, uh, by all means contact us because not only are we uh, still offering in person training here in beautiful Guatemala, Lago Atalan, if, if you can handle the volcanic earthquake uh, you know, tremor experience here. Um, and I'm very thrilled to say that more recently we've gone online with our training. We have we have a training actually scheduled very soon. Is this start date? Online, March 15th. Yes, the Ides of March. And today's the first. Yeah? Yeah. So two yeah. weeks. Yeah, so in two weeks, basically. In two weeks we begin our next online training. We have uh, video testimonials and more on our website, schoolofnod.com. You're right here on our YouTube channel. I think we have some testimonials uh, from both uh, in-person graduates and online graduates. Check it out if you feel resonance. Don't hesitate to contact us. The best way, I'm the main communication director since Psychiatry has so many other roles besides leading the workshops. Um, the best way to contact me is on WhatsApp or Telegram. At area code plus 502-3175-6673. Be happy to receive your message. Um, yes, and, and mm. oh yeah, I, I wanted to ask that because I, I mentioned something when you were gone. Do you want to share? Would you like to share this your Yeshua song? One that I love. Um, I for her to get a camera. Well, you can sing it off camera. But... <laughs> okay. She's not prepared to. It might be interesting if you sing off camera. Okay, I'm going to sing along for sure. Okay, I'll do it off camera. <laughs> She's in her kind of in her. I might get a lounge day today. <laughs> Yes, you 
Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. It's funny, eh? I, even me, I, I, I grew up in, in Canada. <laughs> I, even, I can even do this, this southern accent. It's, it's in, no, I know why, too, why um, the southern American accent is associated with, with Christianity. It's because of the Bible Belt, the red states. We don't, it's kind of sad. We don't, we don't associate the coasts, California, New York, all of the east and west coast, we don't associate with, with God, with Christianity. In fact, you know, I think some Christians would like those, those tectonic plates. We're <laughs> talking about earthquakes. <laughs> we, we do have a good sense yeah, of humor. We pray for their souls. But this, yeah, this is the funny part. Coming, coming over to the Christian side of things, the right, if you will, not extremists at all. Well, except unless you call a um, <laughs> A lover, a devotee of Jesus Christ, extremist. <laughs> For faith, family, and freedom. <laughs> yeah, faith, family, and freedom. We're extremists. I, I, I discovered that this, this sense of humor that was lacking over on the left, the radical left Marxist kind of side of things, it was over here. All the humor was, was over here in, in, in draw abundance. Hilarious. It makes sense, doesn't it? To have, to have real humor, good humor. One has to have an open heart. One has to know 
something of God, creation, right? Otherwise, it's just up here. It's just sarcasm. Yes. Think it, that's not a good one to think about, like like the meat child. If you're kind of having, feeling a little push pull left center liberal conservative, who's who's the funnier? <laughs> Where's the humor? Where's the laughter? Oh, it's over here. <laughs> For me, anyhow. I guess we said everything. That um, and thanks again for for checking in. We're going to actually convert these four sessions to podcasts to audio. And one of the things I love about audio is uh, you don't have to use your eyes. In fact, you could be driving a car unless I'm doing a meditation, <laughs> needing meditation or relaxation. You know, going about your chores. You know. Um, if you like what you hear, please don't hesitate to share, like, subscribe, share, comment. Also helps you with know, the algorithms. Um, we're here to serve. Yeah, we're going to. Um, well, let's start with the long time sun song. Um, and then the prayer. <laughs> and this is a prayer in, in and of itself. This song, beautiful. Again, the light, the sun, as in that Bruce Coburn song, the face, right? The face and the sun, and the inner light, the sun within, and solar plexus. We call this the solar plexus for a reason. Right? My, my prayer right now, okay? <laughs> my prayer is that you may be infused with, with God light, Christ light, and welcome it, receive it. In, Deep gratitude. And, and knowing that submission on this level, the purest divine level, is an act of courage. It's an act of courage. Courage comes from here, from the heart. Open your heart. This is what submission is. Open your heart too. To God. Can it be that simple? Yes! Mm -hmm. Yes! In Amen. Jesus' name, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, here we go. The light, the Holy Spirit. Make it a long time, sun, shine upon you. Our love surround you, and the pure light within you guide you.
Healthy, long sat man. So. Please do not hesitate to share with your friends, family, and community. 